BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. It's tomorrow night, and they win the division because they beat the Colts twice. They have the tiebreaker over them. Uh, and they could wind up being the number one seed. And ironically, I think we would all agree, maybe the worst number one seed we've seen in the AFC or NFC in a long time because uh, – and they might get Derrick Henry back. So this all could work out in their it, you know, in their benefit getting into the postseason, getting Derrick Henry back, and maybe they would be formidable because their their defense had gotten better throughout the year. We had questions about them early. And then now you look at them, it's like, wait a minute, they had all these weapons. Who was going to stop them? They lost all of them at some point. And uh, they weathered the storm, so hats off to them, and we'll see if they can wind up with this number one seed. Yeah, they're, they you know the, they covered. They were getting three and a half at home. They were home dogs, and and, and they covered that. The under came in forty five yeah. and a half. If if you had there, so yeah, let let's let's touch a little bit into into that number one seed situation. I mean, you know, when you look at at Tennessee's schedule, they they're home to Miami, and then they're at Houston, two winnable games easily. While the Chiefs, they're home against the Steelers, and then they're at Cincinnati and at Denver. If you were a betting man and we're in the right spot for it, <laughs> do you think they can get? Do you think they can get that number one seed? I think they can. I don't think they will. Ultimately, I still think it's the Chiefs to lose. Um, I think when all said and done, that they sweep the table at the end of the year and get where they need to be. And ironically, I don't think the Chiefs' offense is fixed yet. But um, I mean, Baltimore was in that mix. We were talking about them for so long, and they go on a losing streak, and now it's like. The, the, the scary part about all this is a lot of these teams play each other. So Baltimore has Cincinnati this week. They're going to knock each other off, and um, I, I don't think either one of those teams is making the run to the number one seed. And, hell, uh, one of those teams may end up missing the playoffs when all is said and done. That's how crazy the AFC is. But right now I think Kansas City has shown that they're probably the best team in the AFC, but I do think they're very beatable still. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean th- that offense is, is is getting back. To, you know, it, it's amazing how four or five weeks ago we thought Patrick Mahomes didn't know how to play football anymore, but that yeah. defense is starting to play well. And on the other side of all, for the 49ers, they go on a hot streak to get back into the playoff hunt. Now they lose, so now they they, they are still in it. They're 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 currently the number six seed at eight at eight and seven. Remember this year, there's seven teams that get into the playoffs. Does this loss now, it kind of cracks the door a little bit for the Eagles, for the Vikings, and shoot, even the Saints. That was in Tampa for that for that absolute domination where they shut out Brady and the Buccaneers. Are you buying any of those teams to, to sneak in there, you know, Philly, Minnesota, or New Orleans? I think it's possible. Like, I like Minnesota this weekend against the Rams, and I know we'll, we'll get to those games later, but Minnesota's such a weird team because they play down to the level of their opponent. If you remember correctly, they missed a field goal that would have won the game in Arizona earlier in the year. They find ways to lose. They've lost to the Lions. They've lost to some questionable teams. They blew games to um, to the Ravens, to some other teams that you'd look at and go, oh, wait a minute. I, I know their defense isn't great. They can't stop the run. They've been better against the pass, but they have weapons on offense that can stay with any team in the league. Just that a lot of people don't buy into Kirk Cousins. So I, I could see them sneaking in. Um, but again, it's all going to be about who you play the next three weeks. Ironically, with what you were talking about, we mentioned on my show yesterday um, here locally in Baltimore who were the two most dangerous teams, one from the AFC, one from the NFC. And I said the Colts were playing the best football of any team that I'd seen. And then on the flip side in the NFC, I said San Francisco worries me because they do a lot of different things that maybe teams haven't seen with, with what they're doing with Debo Samuel out of the backfield. Last night they were throwing it to him more than they were running it uh, with him. And, you know, a lot they're running their run blocking schemes are fantastic to really set up stuff uh, to set up that play action pass to get the ball downfield. So Jimmy G threw for a lot of yards last night, 
but they're enigma, uh, an enigma wrapped in a conundrum because they're hard to figure out. And there, there's no week that I go, oh, yeah, they're a dominant team and they're going to beat somebody. But if they run into somebody from the NFC West in the playoffs, I mean, all bets are off because they're very comfortable playing the Rams, uh, the Cardinals, whoever it may be. Yeah, and I think the 49ers, who right now are the sixth seed, they control their own destiny. I think they're getting in, mainly mm-hmm. because they, they host the Texans and then they're at Carolina. So I think I think those are two very winnable games. My one question is, and this kind of you know raised some eyebrows last night. The Tennessee defense did a number on George Kittle, two two catches, twenty one yards. Did that kind of pop out at you? Like what's going on there? And then did other NFC teams come playoff times take notes with that? Yeah, we had a little pre-show chat about you know fantasy football. The playoffs are starting, and everybody's interested. And Kittle's been an absolute monster. And if you were facing this week, you're like, oh no. And then he winds up with, yeah, you can call it a stinker, but I think Tennessee did a really good job. He had a, his catch, his catches came early for the most part. I mean, he had two mm-hmm. on that, what was it, first and second drive. And then after that, it was like, nope, you're not doing anything else. And he still impacts the game in the run game. But he these past couple of weeks, I think it's the past three weeks, he's put up almost identical numbers to the first eight that he played. So um, you're looking at a guy that's had big playability, and we didn't see any of it last night. So hats off. And, and I'll go back to this, too. This is something I bring up all the time, J-Rod, is that you look at these Thursday night games. The home teams have such an advantage. Um, you get one day to prepare. Your bodies aren't ready for either team. You have to travel. Let's say you rolled your ankle on Sunday or you got some nagging issue. You get up there, uh, and all of a sudden it swells up or you have issues getting down and, and trying to get back and get ready for those games. If you've ever been in a locker room on a Thursday – these guys look like they've been in a car accident still, and that's from a Sunday game. So I, I just think there's huge advantages to Thursday night football for the home team. Um, and then last night it showed out in the second half as they were able to come back, and hats off to the coaching staff because I think Tennessee did a fantastic job on San Fran last night. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, though. If that next Niner game, when they're home against the Texans, I'm going to go heavy on any Kittle props I can get because he (laughs) is going to show out. He is going to prove that that was an anomaly and he's going to light up the Texans. So whatever it is, you know, and you can have, you of course, you know, FanDuel.com is is, the FanDuel Sportsbook can get all the information, all your bets there, but I would go heavy on George Kittle. So, so we put that to bed, Tennessee wins to crank off uh, week 16, some news and notes. And we, we touched a little bit about uh, Minnesota. They're hosting the Rams this week, big game for both teams. Dalvin cook, my man just can't get a break. He, He hurts himself, gets back in the lineup and now he's got the Rona. Okay. So now, so that's out. Where does, where does that leave them? You know, and, and if you look at it, Minnesota right now, currently the seventh seed uh, in the NFC and in that game, as I try to pull this up here on, on FanDuel, you know, for, for me, the, the Rams are the favorite, but they, a lot of people are, a lot of people are, are fading the Rams and taking the Vikings in this game. Yeah, I, I'm on the Vikings side of it. Uh, you look yeah. at the short week, first off. The Rams played on Tuesday night. Now they're going to play the Vikings. And, and make no mistake about it, like the Vikings are a solid team. We've seen them, as I pointed out earlier, lose to some really bad teams. And you go, wait a minute, wh- what's the deal with it? I think a lot of us have a hard time believing in Kirk Cousins, especially if you watch him on, um, on Monday Night Football because he hasn't really looked good there, even though that you know they pulled out a victory this week. Um, against the Bears, but that even that was a little dicey for, uh, you know, a little too long in my mind where the Bears just couldn't get anything done until the end. But that being said, this Vikings team has weapons in the passing game. Justin Jefferson is an absolute problem, and I think he's a matchup nightmare for any team, even if Jalen Ramsey's there. And I, I like Ramsey and what they've been doing with him in the slot. Um, they've totally changed up how they use him on defense. But 
this is this is a game where I feel like there's an advantage to this Minnesota team, and it is worrisome that Dalvin Cook's out. It'll depend on Alexander Madison's health too. It looked like he was going to be out as well, so we'll have to wait and see if he's able to give it a go, or if we're looking at their third string running back. But um, I do like Minnesota in this spot because as much as we think the Rams are good and we look at everything on paper, for some reason they do the same thing that Minnesota does: is they they have these hiccups in games. We had that continuous streak from Stafford where he's throwing pick sixes. It only stopped because he played the Lions. And so, but you know, it's just kind of crazy how that goes. Yeah, Minnesota, by the way, home dogs are getting three and a half points uh, in in that game. And, and I don't know. I mean, I live in Miami. I, I don't know who do you trust less, a Tannehill or or a Kirk Cousins? That, 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 that's the thing. I, I, I always, whenever <laughs> whenever I'm betting on each, on each side, I was saying, who do you trust less? You know, we've got PTSD here in Miami. You know, post Tannehill stress disorder. You know, and, and I can imagine what the folks are going through in Minnesota. Speaking of, of of just dealing with stuff, your squad, you're in Baltimore. The Ravens down to 13 defensive players at, at, you know, at practice. And Harbaugh keeps going for two. What's going on over there? It, it, are they shook at all? Because Harbaugh, I mean, he's got that Super Bowl ring. It almost I think it shows confidence when you keep going for two, even though you're, you're not succeeding. I'm overweight, old, and slow, and they called me to see if I'd play defensive back this week. It's it's a bad look. It's it's a bad weekend, and and it's something that we'll have to bring up with Ross Tucker later on because they have no defensive backs. And as I was doing some of my research, I was like, oh, this is a matchup to target Jamar Chase against who? And then I read the guy's name, and I'm like, who is he? I was like, he's on my hometown team. Like, how are you supposed to know who these guys are? Like, there's you got practice squad players that are coming in. Guys are picking up off the scrap heap. This has been one of the strangest years of football in Baltimore. And the fact that they were the, the number one seed a couple weeks ago and are still in the mix for the playoffs, I think John Harbaugh deserves credit in that coach. I'm not saying he deserves the win, but definitely deserves to be mentioned in that coach of the year for what he's done with this team. But they have no active players on defense. And because of that, that secondary that's all banged up, I would assume that they have to run zone the entire time. I don't know that you can man up against the, the, the triumvirate that we have with Cincinnati with Boyd, Higgins, and, of course, Chase. And then, oh, by the way, Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield. It's going to be a, a, an interesting game this weekend as it's just a three-point spread. And I somehow think the Ravens are going to be in this game. Yeah, and that's that's what I wanted to, to touch on you is that despite all these issues, the Ravens are, are – are, it's, it's just plus three points. It's plus three. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. I would have thought Cincinnati would be a bigger favorite. So what does that tell you about – what the book thinks about the Ravens and what they think about the Bengals. I, I think you brought up the most important point, and it's something I've been talking about. Like, a lot of times we always look at certain teams going, okay, what's the deal with this? But when we see all these injuries happen and the spread doesn't move, maybe a half a point or it doesn't move at all, I think you really have to start looking at the other team. And if you've watched Cincinnati outside of this Denver game, so they had back-to-back losses after grabbing hold of the AFC North to inferior opponents, including one loss to the Jets, where we're going – the hell happened there how did you lose to the jets and then they come back and they played a bunch of they had opportunities to, to grab the division again over the past couple of weeks now they found a way to beat denver they knocked teddy bridgewater out of the game and drew lock came in and stunk up the joint but even that game was dicey so i have my questions about cincinnati because i think inherently something's wrong with them it's almost like nobody wants to win the afc north they let everyone hang out or hang around and it's funny because cleveland you know as they had a chance they give up their last second field goal they had a chance to take the division lead Nobody wants it. So we'll see at the end of the year. And ironically, it could come down to Big Ben's last game in a Steeler uniform in Baltimore to decide who wins this division. It has to come down that way, right? It just absolutely has to. Now, speaking of a similar situation, 
We've got the same thing going on on the Monday Night Delight. It's Dolphins at Saints. Miami out of nowhere from 1-7, and seven, trying to get, you know, now 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, and they're at New Orleans. And by the way, all the bars and clubs here in Miami are loving the street because it's $7 shots, $7 drinks, $7 special. So we are loving it. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Tua and company. But what does that tell you about? The Saints are down to their third quarterback, okay? And the they're only three-point dogs at home. What does yeah. that tell you? Do you believe in the Dolphins or do you believe in the Saints, especially after they pitched that shutout in Tampa Bay? New Orleans defense was stout. At the beginning of the year, I thought the Miami Dolphins had one of the best rosters in football, the same way people talked about Cleveland. Now, that doesn't mean they had the best quarterback. That, that was something a lot of people had questions about, of whether or not Tua could be the guy. Um, I like their roster a lot, and it's funny. I'll give credit to my co-host on Sundays, Chris Mack, because a few I think it was like four weeks ago or three weeks ago, he's like, I'm going to sprinkle a little something on the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Not a lot, just a little something. And right now, they're, they're sitting kind of pretty, especially with what's going on with New Orleans and COVID. Yeah, I had them under nine wins, so I'm like right there, right there. Listen, let's take a break. Plenty more to get to here on BetQL Daily. We're going to talk about the Christmas games. Two games on the docket in the NFL tomorrow. Let's take a break, and you can watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network right here on the Odyssey app. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Hey, it's Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern. A happy and safe holiday season to you and yours. Watch and listen to the BetQL Network on the free Odyssey app, your home for wagertainment.